Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What the Future podcast. This week, we're talking about how to get the best version of you to be seen. Today, I'm joined by Rob Lester and Susan Graves, who are both coaching experts. Hi, both. Welcome along. Hello. Hi, Ian. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Yes. You both good today? Great, thank you. Yeah, really good. Sun shining, and I'm chatting with another coach, which is always great. So, yeah. Yes, I see you're you're very comfortable in your log cabin there today, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you know it's sometimes about getting those little moments of quiet, isn't there, where you can, um, especially when you know sort of working from home, etc., and so on. So, yeah, okay. little little areas of solace that you can find <laughs> are always important. Perfect, lovely, especially when we're recording a podcast. Having <laughs> yeah, it's helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you both. I um, appreciate you you getting into this and I know you're really both passionate people at, you know for helping people and I know that um, those people that will get to listen to this podcast today will will take a lot from it um, and really looking forward to hearing uh, your thoughts today actually both so um, Rob if I can start with you then and, and maybe sort of dive into your coaching style um, how would you describe your coaching style? Um yeah, look, I, I think as as um, <clears throat> I was thinking about this earlier, and I, and I think that uh, whilst there are you know models etc. out there for coaches and, and coaches to use and, and utilize, um, it's about what's finding what's right for you. And and I think a lot of time for me, certainly personally, uh, it's about being quite informal and relaxed and allowing the person that um, you were coaching to to be themselves and and. That it's actually about them. The, the the session, the coaching session, the conversation is about them. It isn't about you as a coach. Um, it shouldn't really be about you as a coach. You should be a very much a, uh, a, a someone who facilitates the conversation, really. So yeah, informal and relaxed for me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Thanks, Rob. And Susan, what about what about you? So I very much agree with Rob that it's very much about the person and the coach is just facilitating because uh, the co- the coachee um, is the person that's actually going to achieve uh, whatever it is um, that they want to achieve. The coach is there to support. Um, I suppose uh, I've been told that my style is very calm um, and, and supportive, uh, which, you know, we would hope most uh, coaches are going to be um, supportive. Um, also um, very much um, that my style helps people take something that seems insurmountable uh, to them, um, but um, helps uh, them break it down uh, into um, smaller components that are then realistic to deal with. And I like to think that that's my previous background as a project manager, that I've uh, managed to harness that uh, and bring it into the coaching, but very, very much not um, telling uh, the, the client, the coachee what to do. You know, the actions very much uh, come from the individual because then uh, they're much more likely to achieve it, much more likely to be um, sustainable going forward. Yeah, definitely. And just, you know, building on what you both said there, um, did you find in your in your previous careers that you were both spending a lot of time sort of uh, coaching, but but not really having a coaching badge? Maybe maybe Susan, if you can give me your thoughts on that one. Um, so very much, you know, as a line manager, and the, which became the favourite part of my job, it was always about um, helping people um, grow and develop. Um, probably not pure coaching if I'm honest uh, element of mentoring um, coming in there but again it's about what's right for that person um, at that moment in time Uh, but very much you know helping people to see 
um, things that they maybe they hadn't seen before about maybe how they needed to improve their performance or if they wanted promotion, you know, what sort of things that they needed to be uh, to be looking at. Right. And Rob? Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Sort of, I, I agree with Susan. I think the the a lot of the time for me, the, the, the conversations you have are important and, and being able to listen to what that person's saying being no matter what sort of environment you're in, it's about picking up little nuances, little little bits of language that people use. Um, that they, I guess, are in a, sometimes are in a pattern of using. You know, they they're just constantly doing the same thing and maybe getting the same results and and all of these things. And sometimes it's just about opening their 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 mind or their their brain to possibly a, a different outcome um, from a different route um, and maybe even getting a better outcome. So. It's about awareness, and certainly for me, you know, I was in retail for 24 years. Um, I guess, you know, for probably, I'd like to say probably about 18 of them, 19 of them, I was probably doing similar things, as I was told, and that's what you do, you get results and, and so on. Um, and then you sort of get this little bit of a perhaps a wake-up or a blip, or you go on some sort of development pathway yourself, and, and suddenly something just, the light bulb goes on, and you start to think, well, hold on a second. Um, I may not need to do it like that anymore. It may, it may be that I can look at it from a different angle and, and just imparting those bits of, of information to people. <coughs> um, being it at the right time. So, you know, it may not be, as, as Susan said, it may not be coaching at a particular time. It could be mentoring. It could be a directing place you're coming from. Um, it depends at what point those people are uh, in their career or in a particular task or project or whatever it is. Um, but it's about sort of being able to see where they are and understand that and just say, right, let's have some time. Let's, let's step away from this a second. Let's have a conversation. Let's listen to what it is you just said. Let's just play that back a bit, mm-hmm. um, maybe over a coffee or whatever, away from the environment. And one of the things I wrote down when I was making notes today was very much about the environment you're in as well. When, when you're coaching someone, it, it, it does play a huge part, you know. So, yeah, loads, it's loads to talk about, isn't it? Coaching is just... Oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing subject. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I can see that. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I guess building on that then, um, um, Susan, if I can pick up with you then, do you think that, you know, everybody um, could find coaching helpful? So I think that everybody who wants to find coaching helpful could find coaching helpful you know if somebody doesn't um doesn't believe in coaching or doesn't really have anything that they want to achieve or whatever then they're not going to be receptive but anyone anyone that's actually seeking it out um is 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 definitely going to find it um helpful um sort of partly linking back to what we said before the different coaches have different styles and so they may need to um look around a little bit to find the coach that mm-hmm. suits them which is why a lot of coaches offer a discovery call a half hour where you can um find out whether you kind of click uh, with that coach and you think that their 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 style is is going to suit you mm-hmm. um but you know all, all sorts of different coaching styles you probably get different things out of um, I suppose it's also worth saying that um, there are probably some situations in people's lives where maybe um, other interventions other than coaching might be helpful. So um, maybe counselling or, or something like that. So you wouldn't want to apply coaching to a situation where maybe another intervention um, was better. Yeah, that's some really good points there, actually. <laughs> like, are they really interested to begin with? 
in 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 coaching. And, and I suppose rather than asking you the same question, Rob, I suppose mm. um, I'd like to know: have you have you sort of had somebody that has been sort of referred to you previously for coaching that maybe mm. really didn't want it? And and if so, how did you handle that? Yeah, I, I guess so. Just just to touch a little bit on on Susan's point as well. There, uh, yeah, I will answer that that question. I, I, it, I think that bit about you know, and it relates to what you just asked me. Um, it is it's called um, sorry, I'm just sort of sorry for that. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you fine. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I've just had. Um, you know, a thought about sort of this this fixed mindset versus growth mindset, really, and and where people can can become can come into a, a conversation whereby you know you offer um, as part of a, a program we offer sometimes is we have coaching sessions alongside the program, the development program, and people turn up and they just sort of sit there and sort of say, well, yeah, okay, so what are you going to do for me today? <laughs> well, I'm probably not going to do a lot for you. Uh, we may work on something together. Um, but their their mindset is in a place about this is what we've always done. It's fixed. Yeah. Why why am I here? What am I going to do? What am I going to get over? Instead of it being growth and saying, actually, this could be really interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to what we might talk about. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, however, I'm open to it. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely had a couple of those situations recently uh, with, with people coming to me and and. Really, for me, it's just a bit about just asking those open questions and getting them to, you know, relax and understand what the process is about and talk to them about the fact that actually it's about them. You know, it it isn't about me giving them something or telling them. That would be directing or delegating or mentoring Mm -hmm. or whatever. This is the coaching session. And a coaching session usually means it's about bringing out to someone something that is inside them. Uh, that they have got a, an inclination to, towards achieving, um, towards doing, or to perhaps learning. So, you know, there's there's lots of, of sort of ways uh, sort of in and around it. But when you start talking to them about the brain and about how their brain operates, and inherently, I'm going to say this, our brains are quite lazy. So we would like to do the same thing all of the time. And when we start asking them a question about something, suddenly it's like, oh, that feels a bit uncomfortable. Well, it's just because we're not used to that. Um, so just taking them down a path and starting to form a new pathway in their brain can take some time. That's why I believe sometimes coaching is should be over time. It should not be a one-off thing. Um, so, so therefore, that initial first session with someone who may not really understand why they're there can sometimes be a bit tricky, but that's where the coach's experience comes into play and about making them feel at ease and, and, and sort of perhaps talking just about a subject that interests them a little bit to ease them into the process. Yeah. And then just following up on the, the question and around, you know, if you've ever been in a situation where somebody's sort of pushed somebody your way and maybe they just didn't want the coaching, is is that sort of similar to what you've just said? Or, you know, is there, is there a different yeah, approach? Yeah, I, I guess so. I, th- I think... I think it is quite similar. I think for me, um, it, it would be about, and I don't know if Susan thinks of this, but, but certainly if somebody is in a place whereby they have, they have got the doors closed, you know, so that the, 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 the buttons or the, the hatches that were battened down and, the, and they don't, they're not interested. Hmm. Um, I think sometimes that would then be a little bit about sort of what is the, um, what is the environment that you are 
that you were using? Where where are you? Are you in the workspace? Are you going to do it somewhere else? Are you going to go and have a chat with them sat in a park? Are you going to have a chat with them, you know, over Zoom on it in a different environment? Hmm. Because actually sometimes the environment they're in might be closing their mind off because they're distracted by the fact that their boss is outside or so-and-so's over there and who's going to say this and the phone's ringing and I know that person needs to speak to me. So that's when I say about the environment as well, Ian, really. I, mm. I think I think you have to be, um, you have to set the scene correctly and understand why maybe that person is coming to you and why that person's in front of you. And, you know, you've got to be, I think, as a coach, really aware of that. Um, mm. Most coaches, due to the, the role they do, are pretty self-aware people, I would say. Um, and I mentioned, uh, I've mentioned this many times with people who talk about people's emotional intelligence. So, yeah, I don't know, Susan, what, what would your thoughts be? I, I sort of, that's what I would go with that. But yeah, so very much, you know, in terms of the environment uh, piece, what what occurred to me there was, you know, it's very much about trust. You know, yeah. a, a coach yeah. and a and a and a client, you know, they they need the the, the client needs to trust the coach very much that it's very much confidential which it you know it absolutely is um but you know has to probably be led down that path as like you say if they've just come in from a busy time at the office their head's not in the space to to just suddenly switch into that open mm. and trust mode but they also you know need to particularly if you've been um just brought in by somebody else they're not going to trust you immediately so no, you need no. to spend that time just to talk listen build that rapport um, and, and get them get them to trust you. And then um, there's also a, a, an education piece. I mean, most people don't know what coaching is. Yeah, um, yeah. So they might think about sports coaching where you get, uh, where they get told uh, what to do, or they might describe mentoring. So a lot of it is also uh, about the opportunity yeah. to explain um, what, what coaching is. So it's very much yeah. about helping you get where you want to be in your way but just maybe a bit quicker um, yeah. than if, if you you did it on your own i think it's setting the scene is there so saying earlier i think setting the scene and, and being able to do that i think trust absolutely uh, uh, implicitly you've got to have their trust but i think sometimes if you're fortunate to know the person prior to that it's really helpful so you understand what's going on in their world a little bit um where they are why they're they're in that position uh and maybe why they're acting like this um it's um, it's a really interesting sort of um, mm. conundrum sometimes when you start to talk to people, um, and and I guess that one pick where, where they are, um, and and it's amazing how the questions then start to sort of unfold, and and again like say listen to what they say, listen to the words they say, the language they use, um, and and definitely you will also find, and apologies for for talking a little bit longer on this point, but. I think it's a little bit about sometimes having what I call freedom in a framework. So it's important to describe to them that there's a framework you're going to work to. So they could be a particularly structured personality, someone who likes order in their lives. So giving them the understanding, this is where we're going, this is what it's going to be about, really helps them. Um, if you go in and you're very sort of fluid and you're all over the place, that they're going to be completely switched off really from that because that doesn't, I don't like saying this would tick their box, but that doesn't, you, you were not then understanding their personality type. So understanding where they come from, how they operate in a day to day basis, whether they're organized, whether they're more flamboyant, whether they're more outgoing, whether they're more introvert, extrovert, 
it's really you have to be then as a coach able to adapt your style to them um, and really sort of understand that, yes, there is a framework and we're going to stick fairly rigidly with it or we've got a framework that we've got freedom to move around in and be able to be a bit more relaxed. So it's it's very much about being adaptable as well, Ian. Um, so, yeah. So, so there's a couple of things I take away from, from both of your points there, actually. One that I hadn't really considered. So you set a meeting up, whether it's, you know, a one-to-one or a coaching session or a mentoring session. Um, and the starting point for me is usually when when am I free? When's the other person free? Um, yeah. And I never really considered, you know, what what's the best time to speak to that person? So, you know, are you, like most of us, yeah. home at the moment? Um, you know, wh- when's the best time to have a peaceful, open-minded mm. conversation? And, and of course, you may not ask the question as open as that because, you know, you, you might not get the answer back you're looking for. But just to consider, it's not just about the the conversation, but how you set the conversation up. And, and just building on that then, the the location. So I've... I, I went on a, on a leadership course uh, a number of years ago um, and the guy facilitating the course, he was running sort of individual coaching sessions, um, but we would walk. We would just go for a walk together. Um, yeah. and, I, and I remember sort of taking that on for my one-to-ones after that because it, it was just a natural conversation. We were walking side by side. There, there wasn't a pen or a, or a notebook handy. You were just yeah. chatting. And, and I felt that that yeah. really helped help me sort of break down some barriers and, and just have a natural conversation and that that I really I really enjoyed that. Um so I just I just kind of I just yeah. kind of you sort of bring all of that together. But yeah. for you both with both of your businesses, both of your coaching businesses, do you do you have to start with almost convincing somebody of your credibility, of your um, experience to sort of win them over, particularly if they don't know you, or is that something that you just allow your coaching to do the talking? Susan, maybe maybe if you can start off with that. Yeah, so I suppose somebody's if somebody's um, approached me, then um, in their mind I've got some sort of credibility anyway, so they they know me because they know someone else that's um, being coached by me. Um, some some people you know who used to work for the same organization um empower they um they know i kind of understand the background um they've seen my posts on on linkedin so there's a certain amount of um credibility already for those that are approaching me um if i'm approaching them to see if they might be interested then yes it's it's i think if if you can understand if they have a need once you have a need you can then um, explain how coaching might be able to help if they don't have a need if they're actually happy then mm. you know it, it's a nice conversation but it's not it's um, not going to go anywhere but yes if you if you have that need you can rather than have a sort of academic explanation about what coaching is you mm. can make it much more um, specific about um, what what might work for them and yeah. then they can um, hopefully decide that that's a good idea for them. Ooh, that's a good point, actually. Um, Rob, anything different you'd say? I wouldn't say so much different. I, th- I think, you know, Susan's point about someone seeking out and, and approaching you is um, is always a good sign that they've either seen some stuff that you've done or they may have been referred um, to yourself uh, or pointed out or your details passed on to them. Um, I, I definitely think, you know, that this, this whole 
um, I guess, industry of, of coaching, as much as I don't like that word as such, but the whole industry of coaching is very much based around people and people buying people and, and having those conversations. I think, you know, it's, it's about the engagement. It's about understanding what it is that the person, I think as Susan rightly said, you know, absolutely needs. What is their, maybe their pain? Um, how can we help them with, with their pain, for want of a better word? And, 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 and maybe, you know, that those conversations can, um, can start to immediately, they start to unpick and, and you listen again, you use those same skills and you listen to what's being said to you. And, and it's a bit about understanding, passing back into them. Actually, what, what I heard you say was this. And this is where uh, I think we could go with this and, and so on and so on. Um, because often until you play it back to someone, they don't almost remember what they said because we forget what we said within, you know, 10 minutes of saying it. Um, naturally, our brain doesn't retain it all. So, so yeah, it's, it's interesting when you play stuff back as well, Ian, and, and what they hear and they suddenly go, yeah, that, that, is, that is absolutely what I need and what yeah. we need as, a, as an organization or a team. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just important active listening. It's, it's, it's there. It's spot yeah, on. Definitely. Um, I did just uh, move the conversation on a little bit, and I, I really want to sort of get into the nitty gritty of coaching now with, with you both and, and really sort of um, listen to some of your recent experiences of, of coaching. Mm. Um, and obviously, um, you know, we, we've gone through, uh, you know, a change, you know, across the globe as far as how businesses interact, and, and no doubt anxiety is, is higher in, in most individuals at the moment. But you know, talk to me about the the sort of two or three sort of common threads that are coming through your your coaching sessions, and or or maybe just disagree with me entirely and say there aren't any common threads because everybody's <laughs> different. Um, yeah. Then maybe maybe you can start us off. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, I suppose um, a lot of the the common threads with the people that I'm um, working with, um, it, it's. They are actually looking for the confidence to to speak up. Um, they are uh, speak up at work. They're maybe of a personality type that isn't particularly the outgoing one, but they they know that certainly in meetings with senior managers and and all of that 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 they um, that really they kind of need to to speak up and they want to make their voice heard. But they 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 really really struggle with it. So that that's very much um, a theme um, that we work on and we help them understand their personality type and other people's personality type and make them see that it isn't it isn't them it's just they yeah. just need to learn some some techniques yeah. um, to deal with that um and then yeah i'm um, very much uh, sort of relevant um at the moment uh, various people um looking for new jobs um and people come to me they recognize that they're um that their lack of confidence is holding them back. Um, they kind of know half of their brain knows that they can go out and, and get um, a good job related to their skills and abilities, but then something's stopping them doing that. Something, something getting them looking at lower, lower paid jobs. And they're, they're wanting the help to really get, get confident in um, going for those appropriate jobs and then confident uh, to sell themselves at interview and co- and also confident that it's that, that it's the right job um, for them um, as well so um, so yeah and then um, just confidence in making decisions so if people are looking 
to they, they've maybe gone through a career and up to a particular point it's kind of all been mapped out for them the next step has been obvious um, but then they face a state get to a particular point and the next step isn't obvious and so they've actually got to think through more deeply what they actually want um, and coaching can be really good over over a series like like uh, Rob said to really um, help them get to the bottom of what's important um, to them and, and where they might want to go next cool. yeah yeah no it's, it's there's some really interesting points there Susan I, I think Ian you know just to probably pick up on them and I, I it's strange isn't it you know so very very like-minded but maybe slightly different styles how we sort of think about these things and I'd written some stuff down that um that talks about a couple of things and they link very closely to what Susan said. Um and and they are the words imposter syndrome. So, you know, I very much deal with a, a number of, of individuals who have these sort of thoughts that they are not quite good enough or they're not quite there yet or they're not quite ready, uh, etc. Um and um it's about that coaching conversation with them to understand actually, well, you know, if they're not there, they may not be there yet and, and it's that again that links then to the fixed uh, mindset and growth mindset and you're able to introduce some different stuff to them that of possibilities not of impossibility okay um the other one for me again links to what Susan said the self-limiting beliefs you know we have these self-limiting beliefs sometimes that I I'm not I'm not able to do that I can't do that that's not what I'm about that's not what I do um can I do that mm, I don't think so um and we have these little the chattering monkeys on our shoulders that tell us some are saying yes, some are saying no, and our brain, you know, is is all over the place. And we have, as I said earlier, the, these little channels and pathways in our brain that we we've always done that. So why would I not go over there and try doing this? And you know, we, we, and we close it off. Our brain will attempt to close it off because it likes safety, it likes um, pattern, it likes regularity. Um, it doesn't like you going and doing something that's a bit risky. Uh, because that means I'm under threat. And I'm under threat, I start having those reactions that we all have, the sweaty palms, the heat, the embarrassment, the blotchiness, the skin, you know, all of those things. And it's really about how we can sort of get our, I think our coaches to get to a point of an awakening, I like to call it, and, and trying to sort of get them to maybe understand that, yeah, maybe it is possible. And, and yeah, maybe I'm not ready yet, but if I start to work on these things, then... It could be me in, in, in six months or 12 months' time. Um, there's no real reason why there isn't. Um, so it, how we shift those, those, those would be then in the conversation, those series of conversations as we go along um, and the experiences they gain as they go on that, on that journey, really. You know? yeah. and, and, you know, I was, um, um, I was challenged with, on, the, on the confidence point um, and somebody was, that was coaching me and he, he kind of said, he, he just held up a pen. He said, it's it's not a tangible thing, confidence. It's not something that somebody can give to you or, or you can take. No. Um, but it's so often that that an experience with somebody can either take your confidence away or, or give it oh. to you, yet you're the same person. And I, and yeah. I remember um, him, him asking the question of how my confidence was. And, and I just had a particularly positive meeting with our chief executive officer. Um, and that went really well. So my confidence was up. Mm. And he said, but, but, but why though? Because, you know, <laughs> six months ago, you were the same guy doing the same things, operating yeah. at the same level. Maybe you've learned some stuff in the last six months and, and no doubt you've improved yourself. 
but but why why do you allow that one interaction? And of course, it could have gone the other way. It could have been a really terrible meeting, and I had plenty of those with this guy as well. But yeah. you know, it, it, you you're just kind of allowing the confidence pen to be given to you or taken away based on mm. your interaction with somebody, rather than you know how, how, you know a real cold logical review of your own abilities. Um, and mm. sometimes it's just having that that other person to, to challenge you in that way that you know gives you those moments of insight to, mm. to really bring it bring it to bear i think yeah yeah i think i think it's this it's really interesting isn't it i i think there are um you know, i've done it over my career certainly have these moments of conversations whereby suddenly somebody says something and it's like well that doesn't quite hit home with my values or how i would say something uh, and and I walk away from that feeling a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit of squirm, something different. But usually, when you break it down and you get behind that, there's a reason for it. There there is a reason there. There's somebody is is offering you maybe a you won't see it at the time, but they may be offering you a little bit of a gift. There's a little gift of feedback. Something's in there, and sometimes you just got to go and find it. You know. Um, it's having that resilience in you to go and find it is the key, mm. not to allow it to be, oh, they've taken my pen away, so I can't colour any pictures <laughs> in anymore. Yes. Um, I need to get I need to get a pen. I need to get another pen actually, because um, that pen wasn't what I really enjoyed using, so I'll use a different one. Um, and and that one might be a bit nicer to use, because it might have a slightly different ink, or do you know what I mean? I know I'm talking a little bit sort of um, surreptitiously here, but yeah, but yeah. it's yeah the analogy of that and and. But suddenly that next part of the drawing you've done might be slightly better than the other one. Yes. Um, so it's a bit about that possibility again, the growth mindset, fixed mindset. We 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 duck between the two and we the amount of people I meet with, with just fixed mindset is incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. And and I was that I've been that person. And there are times when I will still be that person again. Mm-hmm. And, and Susan, you know, I, I will still do that myself. Um it's the ability to recognize it. That's, that's the real tool, you know, recognizing that and being able to, to move on or flip the lens, as they say, you know. Definitely. Um, so we're just, just bringing the podcast uh, to a sort of a, a, a summary now then. So I've really enjoyed what you both had to say today, some really good pieces of insight, some things I'd not considered before. So I'm sure uh, um, people listening to the podcast today will be taking quite a bit of, uh, ideas, inspiration, thought-provoking things from it. Um, but I guess just one final thing, and I don't want to simplify things in this way, but just because of time, from a coaching point of view, somebody listening to this today, you know, what's the the one or two things you would say? Hey, just just try this today, um, and and maybe Susan, if I can start with you, what what's the What's the one thing you'll say? Hey, just just do do this today, and then, and then Rob, if you can quickly follow up on that. Yeah. So um, for me, although I've not said this explicitly um, so far, um, it's it's to help with confidence. What I find is if people really sit down and reflect on their successes, daily successes. You know, write down the write down in that journal what you have succeeded at. Um, And then over time, you then look back and realize, actually, look at all the things that I have done rather than spending all the time worrying about all the things I haven't done or the things Mm -hmm. I'm not good at yet or anything. Go back and realize just how much um, you are actually doing. 
And then I suppose the the second one then is um, once you then you've got something really scary to do or seems really scary, take action. Just do that one step um, and then reflect on that and then do another step. And that's very much, you know, what coaching is very much to help you break it down into those um, small steps. But take action, however small. Right. Some really two good ones there, actually. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would say, again, Susan, you know, brilliant. I think the, the piece for me, I had time for reflection, though. So, again, like-minded thinking, brilliant. Um, I think the, the one for me that's often important, and this one, um, whether it be coaching, uh, whether it be a little bit of mindfulness involved in this, but certainly self-awareness for me, uh, be, being self-aware, that emotional intelligence. But sometimes it's about putting yourself first. Now, people might say that's quite selfish. Right? Oh, don't be that silly. I can't do that. I've got to do everything for everybody else first. Oxygen on the airplane. Why do they tell you to put it on first? Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to help anybody. Okay. So just, just do that. Take that time for you, whether it's five minutes, you know, a walk, whatever it is to allow you time to, ref- to do that reflection, um, effectively. You know, it could be that longer walk this evening. It could be, it could be a hot tub. It could be whatever it is. Find it. Um, because it'll allow you then to, to have that more balanced approach and just think about what's what's happening that day. Spot on with those positives instead of negatives. And I, I think it's really, really important. Great. Really important. Thanks, Rob. And I suppose on that point then, that's why a lot of my best ideas come when I'm in the shower. Just when yeah. I'm free. Yeah, just free tired, yeah. I've got nothing else on Spatial. my mind. Spatial. Yeah, it's absolutely right. You're free. You're free yeah. of, you know, hopefully your, your mind will allow you to be free and have yeah. some more rational thoughts maybe yeah absolutely um so thank you both um feels like we've squeezed quite a lot into to this short podcast today um yeah. but you know really grateful for your time um i thought we got got a load of stuff uh into today um so thank you for that um just uh to leave me to say that if you want to hear uh, more from us you can subscribe to us we're now on spotify and apple music and to stay up to date with our content, you can follow us on LinkedIn. And of course, if what you've heard today makes you wonder about becoming a mentor um, or getting a mentor, you can take a look at the Future Leaders Mentoring website um, at futureleadersmentoring.com. Uh, tap the Join Us button and then we'll we'll be back in, back in touch with you then. So just leaves me to say thank you until next time. Um, appreciate your time today, both Susan and Rob. Uh, great expert thoughts and wonderful conversation. Thank you both. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Susan.